Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is two new warnings, and yes, you guessed it, food shortage. I should have counted them up, but I think we're in the ballpark of like 12 or 14 different dreams or visions talking about there's a coming food shortage. Now, first of all, let me back up and give you that because the first one came to me. First thing I want to say is back in the 1999 times, just before Y2K came up, we were absolutely getting no dreams, no visions, no prophetic words from anybody, any place that anything bad was going to happen to Y2K. Looking back now, it was really just a setup from the news. It was planted by them in the hearts of Americans, and us watchmen saw a sword, and we picked it up and ran with it. But in terms of God warning us, God didn't. He never told us that there was going to be a problem with Y2K. To the contrary, I remember Michael Boldea, the grandson and interpreter of Dimitri, saying, eh, God told him it was nothing. <laughs> well, boy, I wish I'd listened to that one. But the point is... Now? I can't say that now. Man, there's lots of dreams and visions. There's all kinds of warnings. It's like God is screaming at us if we can just listen. So now with that background, let me tell you what happened. So this past Thursday through Sunday, uh, me and the other two people work at Joseph Kitchen. We went to Topeka to our office there, and we worked literally from 8 in the morning till uh, 11 o'clock at night. And, and, and just unbelievable. As a matter of fact, one of them said, you know, I used to think that I worked hard until I was around Stan and Leslie. Uh, even one of the younger guys said, man, I guess that racquetball is really doing you good because I can't even keep up with you. So we worked really hard getting the warehouse all in order, all ready to receive the wheat and all the other ingredients and uh, get the shipping started and all of that. And yes, we've got that all done. Yes, the shipping has started. And yes, it is going out. Uh, but I mean, we've had a lot of orders, so it's going to take us a bit to get everybody, everybody. And, and then also the shortages, uh, the shipping delays, I should say, have affected us too. Like, for example, uh, our olive oil was supposed to have been delivered on a Friday. Well, here it is Thursday, and it still hadn't arrived. And the, the, the honey was supposed to arrive Friday, and it hadn't arrived. It's supposed to arrive tomorrow. So mm, we're having to fight with it a little bit too. But nevertheless, it's coming. Now, here's what happened. So this whole time, I need to explain. So when I do these broadcasts every day for Prophecy Club, the information for them comes from here. It's just something God speaks to my heart. Prophet Leslie says, if you have to hear an audible voice, it means you are ignoring the still small voice. She says, the best voice to hear is this, the voice within. You should have that relationship. You should know when he is talking to you. If he has to speak audibly to you, you weren't listening to this still small voice. So I kept telling the other two, I said, man, I'm telling you, God is telling me, Yes, yes, I know. We've got two big weed orders. One, one had already arrived at the time. One arrived later on that evening. I said, yes, I know. We've already got two big weed orders that are arriving. I said, but I'm telling you right now, God is telling me we need to order more weed. We need to order more weed. And the whole time, all the way back, I'm telling you, we got, we got to order more weed. As soon as we got back, we got to order more weed. Well, so that was Sunday night. And that would be Monday morning at 2.45 in the morning. Here's what happened. I woke up and now... Let me say, I, I did not hear words. I did not hear have a dream or a vision or an angel visit or anything like that. But it's 
I think I would say it's the strongest that God has ever spoken to me. And in the night, I heard, again, not words, in here. He was screaming at me, buy more wheat. And then I heard it the second time, and it said, buy more wheat now. And he was screaming. It was like really loud. And then I heard, if you don't buy wheat now, you will never be able to feed all of the people that I want you to feed. So the next morning, obviously, I called the other two people that work with Joseph Kitchen. I said, I'm telling you right now, we've we got to buy more wheat. So guess what we have been doing? <laughs> we have been buying and negotiating, getting more wheat, and we've got a lot of it coming, a lot. And I won't mention any specific numbers, but the next thing I think we'll tell you. Okay, so now that was Monday. So we got back like late Sunday night. Then, now I'm recording this, this is uh, Thursday afternoon. So I just got this email from David Phillips just a few moments ago. So he says, at 6.05 a.m., 3-3-2022, he said, I had a dream. Now, who's David Phillips? Well, he's worked with Prophecy Club part-time for about eight years. But more important, God has used him to speak some specific things directly into my life, into Leslie's life. He's the one that said uh, to, to the church that we should get a sign. God told him we should get a sign, exactly what and how. And sure enough, he sent the money, uh, you know, thank you, uh, to get the sign. He has been accurate. I can't think of a thing he's missed. And God has used him to speak specifically and personally to me. I know he's hearing from God. So anyway, he said, I had a dream within a dream that I was driving and remembering a dream that I'd had before about God telling me to buy food. Now, that's the key I want you to hear there. Buy food. See, because that was what was on our heart. Okay, so everybody's thinking, well, you know, did Stan really hear from God? Do we really need to be putting a whole lot more money into buying more wheat? This is the answer. I recall being surprised at the time because I thought I'd already purchased some food, meaning he thought he got enough. Well, isn't that exactly what the angel told Coverstone? He said, get more. You don't have enough. Remember? Remember? But apparently it wasn't enough. So that's the second confirmation saying, whatever you think you have. Now, this is speaking specifically to me, Prophecy Club staff, Spirit of Prophecy Church, the, the family. But it's also speaking to you, my brothers and sisters. He's saying, you think you have enough. See, because a lot of times, you know, what we're told, you know, you have 30, maybe 90 days worth of food. Maybe even some people have a year. But what it's saying is whatever you think you have, you don't have enough. That's two different voices that have said this one and then Coverstone. Both said you don't have enough. And that's speaking to me, too. So I'm getting some more, too. OK, but apparently it wasn't enough. So I was thinking about the dream while driving and gathering other preparations. Then I had another dream within the dream. And Leslie has had that before, too. That Stan called me and said he would drive all over the state and had another state on the same day as something having to do with money. He was busy, busy with another teammate sending out, and listen to this, the largest check he had ever written to buy food. He did not know. I mean, believe me, I would love to tell you the amount, <laughs> the, the amount of the checks that we're about to write. Um, but I think they are the largest checks that I've ever sent out, and they are for wheat. Yes, we're going to need the other ingredients, but he didn't tell me there's a problem with those ingredients. 
He said, buy wheat. So that's what we're doing. We're buying wheat. Well, that's what Joseph's Kitchen is all about. Essentially, bottom line, bottom line, Joseph's Kitchen is teaching you how to take wheat seeds, then mill them or grind them into flour, put that into a bread machine, push a button two hours and 20 minutes later, you got a nice hot steaming loaf of wonderful tasting, very nutritious, homemade whole wheat bread. Essentially, it's using wheat seeds that don't go bad, that is if they're kept in a cool, dry place, turned into flour and made bread. Well, that's what they used for seven years in the days of the Pharaoh and Joseph. Wheat is God's famine food. I'll say it again. Wheat, not rice, not beans, not freeze-dried food. <laughs> Wheat is God's famine food. It is just about the cheapest way and one of the most nutritious ways to feed the human body. Who controls food controls the people. Who controls energy can control whole continents. Who controls money can control the whole world. Henry Kissinger, which is the spokesperson for the Moloch and Ball worshippers. But the point I want you to notice is they control food. And what they're doing is all of these ships that can load off of the West Coast and the, the shipping delays and also the, the farmers complaining, the truckers not moving their trucks and things like All of this is keeping America from getting food and other things that they need. And one of the main ones is the food, because they're saying if you can control food, you can control people. That's what they want to do. They want to control us. But by having our own food, we don't have to be controlled. So I recommend you go to josephskitchen.com. josephskitchen.com. Get you some long-term storage food. Get you some famine food. Now, I read this a long time ago from Byron Searle, February 26, 2020. He had a vision. He said uh, it became very serious in the tone stated he was being reported that several large cities were in lockdown because of that. I can't say that word. Was now rampant and mutating. Hmm, that kind of happened. People were being ordered to stay inside their homes or apartments. I saw what looked like a riot taking place. Parking lots were jammed with vehicles, doors left wide open, people all over wildly running about. I watched people running as fast as they could in almost every direction, screaming and shouting hysterically. I was observing complete and utter chaos and hysteria. Not one person was calm. All were running about, yelling, screaming, and crying. If you'll receive what God is saying, just like he was screaming at me, Buy wheat. Buy wheat now. If you don't buy it now, you'll never feed all the people that I have planned for you to feed. I think that's kind of talking to all of us, isn't it? He's saying, get prepared. He's saying, you think you're prepared. You think you have enough. But what the prophecies are saying is, no, we don't. We don't have enough. Let's go on. Oh, I don't have the money. Okay, here's what you do. Lord, I want to get better prepared Somehow, send me the money so that I can do this. I was observing complete and utter chaos and hysteria. Not one person was calm, all running about yelling, screaming, and crying. I asked, what's going on? The local National Guard were planning martial law, order advising everyone would have to stay in their homes. That happened. He told me that nearly all of the store shelves were empty of food, water, and other goods. That hasn't happened. But is that next? Yeah, Probably. Water and other goods, he said that the people in the stores are acting crazed, rabid animals, throwing cans of food at each other and stealing each other's carts. I went in and it was complete chaos and wild fighting. 
We have heard about people who are just going in and just like uh, crashing uh, jewelry stores and things like that. Well, this is kind of what they would be, do, be doing to the grocery stores. People at the checkout lines were yelling and screaming at the cashiers because their debit and credit cards were not working in the machines, and they had no cash. People began to bypass the registers and just run out of the stores without paying for the food in their carts. I saw people attacking people who were running out of food, waiting mobs of people grabbed and beat the people who were leaving the store with food, taking all of the food, and leaving the people injured and lying on the ground. Shelves were emptied in minutes, like a pack of ravenous wolves or frenzied sharks fighting for food. It was unbelievable to watch this take place. Everything in the store was totally destroyed. Doors pulled off refrigerators, freezers, sections broken, thrown all over the floor, shelving units pushed over, knocked down, broken up. There was no food left at all, anywhere, on any shelves. Everything totally gone, completely wiped out. People had begun running back to the stockroom to search for more food as the store was now being cleared out. They began tearing down all of the boxes and pallets of parts looking for food. Many of the boxes contained paper products, cleaning supplies, but all of that was thrown aside since the people were a mad frenzy looking for food. I saw them find and take pet food because it was still nutritious food. They act like they hit the jackpot when they found dog food. I saw some people from local churches with a terrified look on their face, crying because they were too late and there was nothing left. You know, if we'll listen, if we'll listen, if we'll listen to the warnings, we don't have to be part of the crazed people afraid. I ask, why did you not prepare for this? After all, many watchmen have been warning this for years. What's to come? I thought we'd be gone before anything bad happened. I should have listened. People were fighting over what little remained. We began to hear gunshots. Bullets began flying everywhere. Many people were being hit. No one came to their aid. They were just left on the floor bleeding, injured, and dying. Other people were taking food items from the people who had been shot, and they were running out of the store. The clerks had all run away for fear of their lives. People were taking anything that was not tied down that they could carry out. Walmart was a war zone. With gun battles in the store, parking lot, many people dead or dying. I saw people running into the TJ Maxx, the dollar store, to their small food sections, people in ran into the movie theater were fighting over popcorn and candy. It seemed as if in one hour everything had gone from normal to complete and utter chaos. That's what some of the other prophets of prophecy say too. Happens almost overnight. Utter chaos instantly. It was then reminded me that the Lord had told me many times over the past several years that this would be the case. That life as we knew it would change suddenly, and the most were not prepared. I saw National Guard vehicles arriving. They quickly swooped in and shot everyone who was seen holding a weapon. The clampdown had begun. No one would be allowed on the street. Everyone must stay inside or be shot. As the vision injured, I heard the Lord say, Why have you not prepared? CFO of a major food manufacturer texted a friend of mine saying, within a week, we will be out of food. Now, this is the food manufacturer. This is not distribution house. This is where they make the lion's share of America's food. And this came to us a week ago. Charles Turner, June 30, 2020. This is the summarized version. 
I saw people robbing each other, breaking into each other's homes, stealing things from cars in the street, stealing food, taking things from each other by force, willing to die for it. I said, what's going on? From above me, I heard a voice say, bloodshed. I was shown more people shooting each other. Everyone was carrying guns in the street. There were no police anywhere to police this issue or to bring order. It was complete chaos. I awoke. Jason Meeks, 5'11", 2021. In this dream, Stan and I and 20 other people were in the back of a grocery store. The, the group walked from the back end of the main store to purchase some tang, which should, should have cost about a dollar, but the price was now five ninety nine, means a six-time increase in price. We saw all the prices of the goods on the shelves were at least 30 to 40% higher than last week. We bought the item and headed back, but instead of it being full of stock and merchandise, it was cleaned out. We all bought the item and headed back, and instead of it being full of stock and merchandise, it was cleaned out. There were crackers, canned foods, non-perishable food items, all kinds of random items, all new. One man was selling goods at super high prices, not trying to cheat people, just trying to help his family survive. This was his only job, just reselling items he had recently purchased to try to make a little profit. Now, would you believe I probably got 10 more of these? I'm going to skip through them. I want to get to something else. If you've been watching for a while, you've probably read some of these, and I might get to them tomorrow. One quick reminder, April 2, 2022, 9 to now, doors open at 9 from but from 10 to 5. Leslie and I are going to be speaking in Columbia, Missouri. You can register. We ask you to register by March 27th at prophecyclub.com. Register $25 and includes the lunch. Anyway, so let me go and show you how I make bread. I'm going to show you how I make wheat bread in about 60 seconds. Now, it actually takes two hours and 30 minutes, including organizing all of the ingredients which I have already put together. So first thing I do is I turn on the mill. I let it wind up. I put in four cups of wheat berries. That's what the wheat berries look like. They're just seeds. You can see what they look like. That takes about 30 seconds. That's turning the seeds into flour, real flour, the way God intended it. Always let it spin up before you put the wheat in. Now to keep it a little quieter, I'm going to put the lid on. There you go. That's it. 30 seconds took four cups of wheat berries and turn it into flour. Now, I take the wheat flour right here. Nice wheat flour. I'm afraid to tip it too much, but there you go, wheat flour. This is, as it says here, water, salt, honey, olive oil, and two eggs, and this is the thermometer that is reading 100 degrees. We even send you the thermometer. Then we pour it into the bread machine. Then we pour the wheat on top. Then we put in the lecithin and the yeast. So I have added the flour here. Now what I do is I 
First of all, I add a le- a, 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 a tablespoon. It actually says two tablespoons. This way I do it, though. A pretty good helping spoon. And I just put that off to the side. Then I move the flour around and I dig a little pit for the yeast. And I keep the yeast in a sealed container. It goes bad if you just put in the refrigerator just uh, in the bag. So then I put a tablespoon of yeast right in the little grave and I cover that up. And I'm done except for setting it. So now I open the bread machine. I put all of the... I'll take the thing off. I don't want to cook that. Put this in the bread machine. I already have the bread machine preset to the settings that I want. Okay. So then I push here. And I go up to number 12. There. And that didn't seat good. There. 12, and then I push play or go. Two hours and 20 minutes from now, I will have a nice, hot, steaming loaf of bread. Total time, two hours, 30 minutes. My time, 10 minutes. josephskitchen.com josephskitchen.com It's God's famine food. It is the cheapest way that two people can live in a time of famine. josephskitchen.com So now our bread is finished cooking, and this is what it looks like now that it is all finished cooking. And it is a perfect loaf. Then what we do is we take this loaf out, which it's too hot for me to touch, so I'm not going to take it out right now. But what we would do is put it in this bread slicer. The bread slicer comes with your mechanics package, and then you just put this in here and slice your bread like that. I also, the the knife comes with it. We do not apply the bread box, but I do recommend you have a bread box. And then what you want to do is keep your bread in the bread box like this. You want to keep the light off of it and uh, keep it moist. And I wanted to also show you what it is the difference between whole wheat bread and the stuff in the store. Okay, so this is a one-pound loaf I just bought in the store. That's one pound, okay, compared to... If I can get this, three pounds. This is a three-pound loaf. In other words, this actually has some weight to it. Why? Because it's not all air. It's actually nutrition. This is not. Now, I want to compare one of the slices. So this is one of the slices from the nothing bread. This is one of the slices from my bread. You can see the difference. See that? Two slices of this a day sustains a person. Probably a half a loaf, probably a whole loaf every day would not sustain a person because there's nothing to it. The nutrition part of it has been taken out. So if you look at the difference here, that's the reason we say two of these kind of slices is a meal and it sustains you. Uh, So I suggest that you take 
this out. Again, it's too hot for me to take out yet. I mean, I, I can dump it out, but take it out, put it in the slicer, slice it up, put it in the bread box. The bread box is not part of the mechanicals, so you have to choose one. And you'll probably have to choose a large one because it, the, the loaves that come out of this are so much larger. Anyway, so it's excellent bread. Terry Sock is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. cornerstoneassetmetals.com So what we're asking you to do today is to get this book in DVD. Now, hang on, hang on. I'm going to put a challenge out there. I've had several emails come to me lately, and people will be repenting. I've been watching you for for years, and I never sent a donation until right now, and oh, I'm really sorry. I know I should have a long time ago. But anyway, here's my donation. So let me first speak to all of the people that have never supported this ministry. I'm going to ask you this time to consider supporting it. And it's not about money. I want to get you excited about proving that the Bible is true. I think you will be so amazed by this book. It's it's book and DVD. This book is just high. Well, here's the picture of what we were just talking about. High quality, full color photographs, eight and a half by 11. Big, I mean, really nice stuff. And when I saw this book, I said, oh, I got to have it. <laughs> I got to have it because I've been there. I mean, Leslie and I've been there. We, we know this stuff's true. We've been there. You know, we got our own photographs, a lot of this stuff. This, if we really are in the last days, and I think we both believe we are, then, see, God has put archaeological evidence into the earth to convince those people that will be convinced. Some people you never convince. And what this book and DVD are is some is 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 giving you the ability to put in your hands the ability to explain the validity and the truth of the Bible. Now here's what we're asking, okay? So the book is $75. But you can buy your $3,000 airline ticket you can go to Turkey, you can go to Israel, you can spend four or five thousand dollars looking for this stuff, you won't find it. You will not find it. I'm telling you right now, you will not find the things that are in this book because you won't have God guiding you and directing you. Some places you can't even get into today. So for seventy five dollars for that book, bargain. Bargain. It's about winning souls. Now, this is a three and a half hour double DVD. That's only one disc. It's not two discs. It's one disc. But it's a, a double layer. It's three and a half hours. And this explains the things that are in the book. So you need both. Don't think about getting one or the other. Get both. So we're doing this. The DVD is 50. The book is 75. But you can get both of them for a $100 donation at prophecyclub.com. Now, I got the, the box behind me to show you. We just got them in. We just got them in at the, at, the, at the warehouse, and we are all ready to ship book and DVD. All you got to do is go to prophecyclub.com, 
and place your order. And if you want to, you can even have them overnighted to you. As you recall, Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dreams. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to refresh your memory. Okay, so the story was the Pharaoh in Joseph's day. So he has two dreams. The first one, he sees seven fat cattle and then seven lean cattle. Then he sees seven good ears of corn and the seven bad ears of corn. And he sees that the seven bad ears eat up the good ears. He couldn't get anybody to interpret it. So finally, he finally turns to the man of God, Joseph. He said, can you explain? He said, yeah, the two dreams are one message. And the one message is saying, God has shown the Pharaoh what he's going to do. He's going to bring seven years of plenty, which will be followed by seven years of famine. Pharaoh says, what should I do? Now, listen to this word, wheat. He said, store up wheat. And so what they did in those days, and Ron White said he found the place where they stored these massive amounts of wheat. So they stored up, during the seven years of plenty, 20%, not 10%, but 20% what came in, they brought it all in. They were commanded to bring it all in. During the seven years of famine, that wheat fed the world. That wheat, not rice, not beans, not freeze-dried food, <laughs> wheat. Wheat fed the world. And that is also what happened to bring the wealth of the world into Egypt. Why? Because the Jewish people were living there and God was blessing them. Genesis 41, 54, 54 goes on to tell more about it. But here's the point is, he says that the seven years of dearth began to come. According to Joseph had said, and the dearth was in all the land, but in the land of Egypt there was rice cakes. No. Freeze-dried food. No. What is it that God uses to take care of his people in the famine? Well, the biblical example is bread. Genesis 41, 55 goes on to say, when all the, Egypt, the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for wheat, wheat bread. So what do you suppose in the seven years of famine in the last years, what do you suppose we should have to prepare for seven years of famine today? Perhaps the same thing, wheat, let's go on. So here's what we've done. Now I'm going to put up a video. It's about an hour long and I'm going to explain this in detail. So I'm not going to go into it some, a whole lot here. But God has directed us to begin offering a way to where you can use wheat to feed you and your family, which is probably the cheapest and the best thing, in my opinion, out there, to have during a famine. So we've started a website, and I'm very excited to finally bring this to you. Hopefully it is all up and working come Monday when you watch this broadcast. But what you do to go to the website, and it's josephskitchen.com. Joseph's kitchen.com. You go there and the first page is going to look like this. So what you do, well, actually it's not the first page, but you click on shop and then it'll pull up this page. Then you click on right here, machines package, and it'll take you to a page that looks like this. First thing you have to do is get the machines because wheat has two weaknesses. One is it's difficult to eat the wheat berries. That's what they call them, not wheat seeds, but the wheat berries. You have to grind them up from the berries into making wheat flour to make the bread. And mechanical devices, uh, maybe I'll talk about that later, but they, they don't cut it. You have to have some kind of electric mill to take it from the berries to the flour. So what we've done is put together a package. Here's the mill 
this grinds. We're going to send you a meal uh, to grind it to flour. Then we're going to send you a bread maker so that you put all the ingredients in here, push a button, two hours and 20 minutes later, you got a nice, hot, steaming loaf of bread, and it is good. We're also going to send you a bread slicer with a knife. So you can slice it up, a thermometer that you will use in the making of it, and also a set of beakers. I'm going to send you everything you need, plus instructions on how I have made over 50 loaves of bread. I had two slices this morning for breakfast and lunch. That's what I had. Matter of fact, that's the primary thing I'm eating anymore. So it's not just survival food. It's stand daily food. Okay, so first thing you need is a set of machines. Now, those will last for a long time, perhaps several years. We don't know how long, but anyway. First thing, you need to get a machines package. Next thing is you need to get the wheat and all of the ingredients. So you're going to order, if you have a mom and dad in a home, you'll order people uh, f- food for at least two people for one year. That's 937 or a figure about 1000 bucks. And they, we send you the wheat in the pail so that the mice and the, it doesn't go bad and it should last seven to 10 years. Send you all of the ingredients you need and you just click on add the cart. And also, if you want to have food for four people, then it's a little bit more. If you want to have food for six people, it's a little bit more. Now, you compare that. Okay, so you got to have the, the mechanicals, which is about 800. And then you have to have the actual food. Two people one year is about $2,000, including shipping, that kind of a ballpark. Four people one year is about 3000 Six people one year is about 4000 But if you compare that to what it costs in other places, this is what you're going to find. You're going to find that most of them cost about $10,000 per year per person. This is about $1,000 a year per person. What? Yeah, about a thousand dollars a year per person. So at that, <laughs> what we're offering you is about ten times less than what all of these other survival food places. All these people sell a survival food. My opinion, they're not doing it right. They're offering things that are very, very expensive. You shouldn't have to pay ten thousand dollars a year to feed one person. But in most cases, it is. However, with wheat, if you do it our way, and it's not only is better for you, as the video I'm going to post up here, if you'll go watch it, it'll explain to you, but it's also far cheaper. So what do you do? I'd recommend that you go to josephskitchen.com. I'll back up here. There you go, right there. josephskitchen.com. Take some time exploring through it. What you want to do. If you've got, um, say, a mom and a dad, or if you've got, if you've got three people, matter of fact, if you've got two people in there, you might even want to order the four people one year package. Just make sure you got plenty. But definitely, if you've got more than two people in your home, you definitely want to get the four people one year package. If you've got, say, mom and dad and two or three kids, uh, you definitely want to get the six year package. But here's the thing. For about 4000 to $4,500, you can feed them all for a year. <laughs> Nothing else comes close. You can compare that. Most of the time, you'll spend $60,000 to feed six people for a year, not $4,000. Josephskitchen.com, best deal out there, I think. Now, maybe somebody who got a better deal. <laughs> uh, I haven't searched everything, but I doubt it. God used wheat in the days of Joseph to feed the world for seven years, and I think he's going to do it once again. So 
our prices are about $2,000 a year, two people, about $1,000 a year per person, okay? Yeah, give or take, about $1,000 a year. So you got six people to feed, yeah, less than $6,000. I encourage you to sign up for Train the Profits training class that will be April the 21st to April the 24th, 2022. It's not just for prophets, nor is it just for apostles. It's for all those that are called to be in ministry. So that's April the 21st to April the 24th, 2022. Go to traintheprophets.com. Sign up quickly because there is a limited seating. Why would someone want to go to Train the Prophets? First of all, uh, training for a prophetic minister is actually a biblical event. Um, This is a pattern that the Lord established through his word. Samuel had a school of the prophets. Elisha had a school of the prophets. And it's really something that is required for submission because um, the same works that the the works that um, Elisha did, Elisha was able to double that. And Jesus said, Jesus had disciples that he trained. And he said, because I go to the father, you will also do greater works. So if you want to have the power of God and see the anointing and the power of God on your life, in addition to just your calling, that's something that you need to answer to. So I encourage you to go to uh, traintheprophets.com. This is going to be April 22nd to 24th, where you can sign up. The good news is EMP Shield has devices the military testing facility says protect 100% against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges, backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. View simple video installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV. You can have electricity in a blackout. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card and it helps your prophecy. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.